1: Thank you. Hi everyone, it's John Hagedorn, and this is 1001 Stories for the Road. We're a proud part of the 1001 Stories Network, and we like to think of ourselves as caffeine for the curious. The days of single-pump Texaco gas stations, cheap motels, and long stretches of Burma-Shave signs are gone now. And so are the Route 66 signs that told the traveler headed from Chicago to Santa Barbara they were on the right road but Route 66 will always exist in the American conscience as the road that brought east and west together. When my father drove it in 1937 from California to Chicago, only a portion of it was paved, and it was pretty wild, especially during and after rainstorms and for a stretch through the Rockies, mountainous and dangerous as well. John Steinbeck memorialized it in his book The Grapes of Wrath as we followed a destitute Oklahoma family west to California and what they hoped was the beginning of a new life. For decades, it carried dreamers, gamblers, wanderers, and travelers of all kinds, and became the definition of kitsch, where everything classless and tacky and over the top could find a home. Such was the case when Amarillo billionaire Stanley Marsh III decided to hire a group of art hippies from San Francisco who called themselves the Ant Farm to create something different that he could call his own and baffle the locals with. So they sat around for a while, and smoked, and thought deeply, and smoked some more, then ate some munchies, and came back to Marsh with an idea. How about a tribute to the evolution of the Cadillac tail fin? Marsh loved it. Ten Cadillacs dated from a 1949 Club Sedan to a 1963 Sedan de Vil were purchased and driven onto one of Stanley Marsh's three fields bordering Route 66, just west of Amarillo now Route I-40, as Route 66 doesn't exist anymore. Using cranes, they then half-buried the ten caddies, nose-down, in the dirt, making sure they were buried at the same angle as the Great Pyramid of Giza. It was 1974. People driving by saw the ten nose-down caddies and naturally stopped. A certain percentage of those people, as you might guess, just couldn't resist wanting to tear off fins and parts for their own gain and it wasn't long before the cars were stripped down to just the metal body. But what did they do when they couldn't remove the parts anymore? Defaced the cars, of course. Once the last removable portion of the cars was gone, out came the spray cans, and since Cadillacs are big, wide cars, there was a lot of surface to spray paint. Stan Marsh III and the peaceful hippies were watching all of this and realized there wasn't much they could do about it. After a while, they realized that it would go easier on their minds if they encouraged it. So now, everyone gets in on the act. And you'll see families out there working with spray cans, painting over countless layers of spray paint that were left, sometimes, just a few hours ago. Lots of folks do leave their empty cans and lids, and trash, not bothering to drop the crash in the containers now provided for that. And the stuff just blows across the fields and litters the side of the road. But still they come. And on any given non-rainy day, you'll see them stopping. Tourists speaking in French and German and Japanese. Locals, passers-bys, and folks who just stop and stare at the crazy goings-ons. Well, in hindsight, Marsh got what he wanted. Something different. In a way, it's a microcosm of America on display for anyone who wants to sit and philosophize. A Texas millionaire creates a roadside monument to greed. Ten Cadillacs aren't cheap. Art hippies create a dream tie-dye landscape for all to enjoy. Human scavengers pick it clean within days for anything that might be considered collectible. Thousands take part in defacing it. Anarchists leave the letters KKK and draw human body parts for kids to see. The fields are barren desert, except for all the left-behind trash littering them. People have mixed opinions about this strange tourist site. You can read the reviews. All 3,260 of them at TripAdvisor, last count. The word sad comes up a lot, especially when they describe the trash, the bad graffiti, and the impression that all that leaves on the traveler. It's all just off exit 60 on I-40, just west of the Amarillo city line. Pets are allowed. Spray cans are allowed. Watch where you step, though, as some people, probably those same ones previously mentioned, just can't be taught to clean up after their pets. Since Texas is one of my favorite states, I will add that there are hundreds of places to visit in Texas that will amaze and inspire you and reaffirm your faith in the goodness of people.
0: Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.
1: Thanks for joining us today at 1001 Stories for the Road. We enjoy your reviews at Apple Podcasts, and we need more, so keep them coming. And thank you. This is your host, John Hagedorn, and we'll be back next week with another episode for 1001 Stories for the Road. Safe driving, everybody.